0: hello hello welcome to how i teach with the language arts lady i am donna reach and i am your hostess for this broadcast podcast video cast um, in which i explain how i teach various aspects of language arts for for kindergarten through 12th grade i'm especially focusing on how to teach writing um, in the you know like Fourth grade to 12th grade areas. Um, although we do have a lot for the littles as well. So, anyway, uh, this is a broadcast that is also a video. Ca- it's a broadcast that is a video cast as well as a podcast. So, this means that you can watch it um, at the Language Arts Lady blog.com. You can watch it at YouTube, or you can listen to it from your favorite podcast provider regardless of whether you are watching or listening, obviously watching, you will have the screen in front of you in which I have everything I'm teaching on the screen. But regardless of whether you are watching it on video or listening to it, you want to be sure to hop on over and grab this. This is the weekly or the per episode teacher's notebook episode sheets. So that means that these are usually lessons about 90% 90 of the time, they are lessons that you can use with your students right away. So I will teach you how I teach that lesson. And then you will also get the lesson here in your teacher's notebook. So you want to be sure to grab all of them. They are all there at languageartsladyblog.com. And so you can get those by um, uh, getting all of them at dot .com forward slash teachers notebook. So that means that you get 49 of them because this is episode 49. If you have missed out on any, you can just get them and print them all, take them at Office Depot, have them uh, 3 hole punch, put them in a binder have them uh, bound, whatever you'd like, but they will be there for you to use with your students. Um, or you can go to forward slash how I teach and look for each episode. Okay, without further ado, I would like to go to the PowerPoint and start today's episode. And it is about paragraph breaks, um, but not just paragraph breaks, but kind of some paragraph theory and things that um, I focus on um, in my teaching. All right. So the HIP 49 comes from the Write Write Quick Kit. And this Quick Kit is a 100 page book with three videos of me teaching each part of the book. It is designed for parents, teachers, teaching parents and upper level students. I think it would be a really great tool for uh, teachers to go through with their upper level, like seventh grade and up students or parents to go through with that same age group um, so that you can learn together some of this, some of this uh, material. And so it is broken up into three videos that are that come with the program. So when you buy the book at Teachers Pay Teachers, you also get all three of the videos. And that is four hours of teaching on video. So it is very, very detailed. And you can take it a little bit at a time. Here is the table of contents. I'm not sure what happens when I do this. I don't know if you guys can see me enlarging that. But you can see, if you zoom in, you can see the table of contents of the Write, Right Quick Kit. And so part one is paragraphs. And then there are two sections under that, A and B. Part two is sentences and unsentences. And that has um, five sections, A, B, C, four sections, A, B, C, and D. And then part three is words. And that also has four sections. And then there's an appendix uh, with a lot of Uh, Just a ton of stuff that you're going to (laughs) want. So um, you can see how it's broken down section part by part and section by section. So you can go through the program, you know, one section at a time, you know, however, you you know, your time allows for you to get through the material if you decide to do that. All right. So I'm going to keep on going here. There are the videos in the front of each book in the front of the book. There are links to all For the videos or the YouTube playlist um, with all three of the videos on there. Again, I think this one is like one of them is two hours and the other one of them is like an hour and a half or a little bit more and the other two are over an hour. So it's a four hour total content. All right, so let me talk about what I would like to teach you today about paragraph writing. So uh, we are going to go over part of part one Section A, Paragraph Sentences and Words, and Section B, Understanding Paragraph Breaks. I am, by my very nature, an organizer. You may have heard me tell the story about how when I was in high school, I was 16 years old, and we watched, it was VHS had just come out, and we were watching an old taped movie called Cheaper by the Dozen. It was the black and white, I believe. It was not anything contemporary. It was very old. Um, This would have been like in 19... I don't know, 80, (laughs) there you go, dating myself big time, Um, but I watched this movie called Cheaper by the Dozen, and it had this father, and uh, he was an efficiency expert, that's what he donned, that's what he called himself, that's what he was known for, and he wanted everything to just be in order, and he wanted things to be as efficient as they could possibly be, And so he obviously, you know, the the premise of the movie is that he took it to the extreme and he, to the extreme as actually he had all of his children's tonsils taken out at home, Um, you know, obviously with, you know, with medical care, but uh, just efficiency, just efficiency. That was what he was all about. And he was pretty, uh, uh, you know, straight laced kind of. difficult man sometimes, but even though he was that kind of man, I was 16 years old and I said, I want to be an efficiency expert. I I can't even believe it now. And I look back, I'm like, what kind of 16 year old just decides she wants to be an efficiency expert. So I have spent my entire adult life trying to become an efficiency expert. I call myself an efficiency expert wannabe because as you all well know, nothing ever goes as expected, right? And we had seven children, of course, within um, 14 years. Um, actually, we had eight children within 15 years. Our eighth child was stillborn. And we, I homeschooled for 32 years. I wrote curriculum for two different publishers, 50,000 pages total, uh, well over 100 books. And you just, while my efficiency expert um, desires did help me in a lot of ways. You just really can't make everything happen the way you want it to happen when you are in real life, right? <laughs> Things happen, right? And so you don't have a lot of control over situations. So that was always a little bit frustrating for me, but I carried on and tried to become an efficiency expert. And one of the ways that I, that, that really comes out in my teaching, it comes out in my books and my materials, like how can I teach this the most efficiently to my students so that they comprehend it the qu- more quickly or most, the most quickly that they can, quickly or quickly, yes, <laughs> so that they can put it into practice so that it's effective, it's efficient, it's, it's quick, it's painless. And so, uh, and it definitely starts with the whole concept of thinking about writing in terms of paragraphs, sentences, and words. So we have a tendency to think about writing in a word approach. And so I know when I was in school and I still, my husband tutors a lot of public school kids and uh, he has a private tutoring practice here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He also does online, um, but uh, he won't have any time until summer now. He is, yeah, really, really, really booked up. Um, but his public school kids will come in and you know he'll say, well, what do you have today? What do you have tonight? You know, And they'll say 100 word, 150 word, 200 word. And I just bite my tongue and sit at my table and just work and act like they didn't just say that. Because the way I look at it is that having somebody, a student write an 800 letter, an 800, sorry, a 100 word paper so, you know, this hap- This just happened actually last night. So I have to write hundred words for my econ paper. Uh, it's what he told my husband and I overheard him. <laughs> and to me, when a student is told to write a 100 word paper, that is like thinking about writing in an 800 letter paper, right? We don't write 100 words. How many of us had to write 100 words in high school and we counted them And when we are at the bottom, we had 94. We went through and added six superfluous words, you know, without any purpose. Because at least I was not trained in the Checklist Challenge, in editing techniques, in conciseness techniques, in descriptive, uh, in um, you know, um, uh, literary techniques. Just I wasn't I wasn't very trained in those things, or maybe I was trained, but I didn't remember them. So I would just you know randomly add until I got up to 100 or 101, right? And that is what students do. But when I think of a 100 word paper, I think "Hmm, that's the same as writing an 800 letter paper. We may as well just count each letter or each space or each letter and space or each symbol and letter, because essays are made up of content and content means paragraphs. So from the beginning, the first thing that I would tell you about uh, teaching writing and as far as the way that I teach writing is that we start with paragraphs. And so this is how I look at it. In this box under part one, if you are um, listening, uh, lesson one, writing starts with paragraphs. Writings are made with paragraphs. So those writings could be essays, stories, letters, research reports, memoirs, plays, um, uh, books, articles, whatever they are, writing is made up of Paragraphs Paragraphs are made with sentences. Sentences are made with words. And of course, words are made with letters. So let's flip this around. Let's not do the words first. Let's start with content. And the content is in the paragraphs. So I start out teaching paragraphs to my young kids. And I think I have a set of posters of these. Um, at te- my Teachers Pay teacher store. I know I have K's. I don't know I, if Octi got put up yet, but we, I teach the five parts of a paragraph using this acronym, Octi. Opening sentence, closing sentence, content all the same, three or more sentences, and indented. So those are the five parts of a paragraph, Octi, that I teach my students. And we start out working on paragraphs as a unit of thought, And when you change a thought, you change paragraphs. And within those paragraphs, we can give some other parameters, which I do all the time. You know, we can say, well, basic students are going to write four to six sentences in each paragraph. Extension students are going to write six to eight sentences in each paragraph, right? We can say, you know, what what kind of sentences we even want them to write, whatever. But it starts with paragraphs. It starts with content. It starts with um, a unit of thought. All right, and so again, here is the octi. Now we also, of course, always uh, have this caveat, and that is that if a paragraph is dialogue, it may not contain three or more sentences. And so constantly saying to my students in dialogue, each time the speaker changes, a new paragraph is begun, regardless of how many sentences were spoken. I bring this home to my students by saying things like, here is a, six paragraph dialogue for you. Hello, paragraph one. Hi, she responded. What's up? The boy said, not much. The girl answered, okay, dot, 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 dot. The boy said, what's up with you? Question mark, quote. Now I'm punctuating live, um, ask the girl. Or I, I, with my younger kids, I'll say something like, "These are two paragraphs." Hi. Shea, uh, she exclaimed. Hello, he answered. they like, "Ah, oh, we can write paragraphs that are that short." And then I go into how dialogue changes each time the speaker changes. So the rules, the rules of paragraph writing, are thrown out the window when it comes to dialogue. All right. Now when the, we get into paragraph writing, we get into lengthier writing of any kind, more than one paragraph, we have the problem of paragraph breaks. And I was especially attuned to this and how I wanted to teach it and how I wanted it to be in all my books, because I um, never understood paragraph breaks. I never, I never knew when to break my paragraphs. And I a lot of times when students come into my classes, and they have, maybe they have a lot of grammar experience, maybe they have a lot of spelling experience, maybe, you know, they have experiences in the other areas of ELA, English language arts, but they do not have a lot of experience in writing. And, you know, they, they might bring me something they've written before, so I can kind of see where they're at and place them in the right uh, level and the right um, groups. And they will bring me something that is like a page, front, front of a page and back of a page with no paragraph breaks. And um, I, I just, I understand how they feel because understanding paragraph breaks doesn't happen when you're writing. It happens when you're planning, right? We, um, we get our paragraph breaks when we know what each unit of thought is going to be. And so that is why I teach the um, paragraph of body and the opening and closing method. So here is a uh, visual that I use. It is a train visual. And um, we can see that this, uh, let me first of all tell you that POB stands for paragraph of the body and P Z O B stands for paragraphs of the body. My kids just know, they'll just say, how many POBs do I need? they are supposed to say P Z O B, but anyway, how many POBs do I need? And um, you know, I'll remind them, don't forget, you're doing four POBs and then an opening four O four B. <laughs> And an opening and a closing. So, um, and I, I differentiate that because it's extremely important that they realize that the paragraphs of the body are different than an opening paragraph. The paragraphs of the body are different than a closing paragraph. The paragraphs of the body are your are your uh, meat, right? That is your in your guts to your paper. That is your content. And then the opening paragraph needs to excite your reader to read your paper, make them want to read their paper. I'm going to be doing some uh, hit episodes about opening paragraphs and closing paragraphs uh, because I've just worked so extensively with my students this spring on this concept. And I like to just rattle off an opening, you know, I'll just tell them, okay, well, suppose you wrote, you know, about geckos and uh, your four paragraphs about geckos, you could have an opening about the history of the gecko in the Geico commercials. You know, and then I'll just tell them, uh, then I'll just rattle off one. And they're just like, how do you do that? And and they get excited actually, because they're like, I wanna be able to do that. How can you do that? Or I'll say, you know, hey, you wrote a paragraph about elephants. Why don't you use the, I mean, a a report about elephants. Why don't you use the line from the song, um, but I've never seen an elephant fly. And then you can say, while, Um, most people have never seen an elephant fly. And actually they probably do not. Elephants do have a lot of other unique characteristics. These characteristics make them beloved to us. They make people love elephants. The things that people love about elephants are their eyes, their beautiful ivory tusks, and their um, whimsical personalities. And then that's, that's their, and they're just like, how did you do that? And and I just tell them, you can do it too. You're going to be able to do that. When you are finished working with me, you're going to be able to do that very thing. Maybe not that fast because I have 40 years years of experience on some of you um, and 45 years on others, but you will be able to do that. And so we need to always think of the internal paragraphs as the train card here, right? And so this one is about wheat. When we are done writing about wheat, we go to the next paragraph, which is about corn. When we are done, this is a three agricultural uh, research report that's in one of my books. Uh, When we are done writing about corn, we write about soybeans. We don't write about corn in the wheat paragraph any more than we put corn in the wheat train car. We don't write about corn in the soybean paragraph any more than we put corn in the soybean car. And then we have our opening and our closing, which are the engine and the caboose. All right. So I think I just told all of that. <laughs> this is a typical five paragraph paper, right? And that isn't always the case. So there are a lot of exceptions to that. So I have teachings and explanations and um, and ways to teach that as well. But three topics, when I mean, you're doing a five paragraph essay, they're going to have three topics, right? And... Uh, I like to start my kids out and I actually taught this a lot in the early hit episodes. Episode one, writing the three favorites essay. Um, uh, essay uh, Hit number 13, uh, three or five paragraph essays about castle objects you would like to be friends with. And um, the recent episodes, uh, Three paragraphs about, um, uh, what was that about? Three, oh, three aspects of elephants from a Dumbo book. So I like to start out making it foolproof. They absolutely positively cannot lose by saying, I'm going to write about three animals. I'm going to write about three um, favorite pizza toppings. I'm going to write about three castle objects that I would like to be friends with. I'm going to write about three different animals at the zoo. I'm going to write about three different colors, right? And so we start out in that way because there's no crossing over, right? The paragraphs of the body are so established and there is no crossing over from that. All right. Now, there are going to be times when they cannot do an opening paragraph and a closing paragraph all the time, or maybe they will not do three paragraphs for the body, maybe they'll do four, maybe they'll do five, maybe they'll do two. And so uh, in that case, we say that a train can be long or a train can be short. And uh, it can be a long train or a short train. It could be a long uh, paper or a short paper. All right, so in number one, we have one engine and two cars. So we just have one opening paragraph, two Ps a B, and then they add a thesis statement reloaded at the end. And that's always included in the checklist challenge. So they always remember, go back and find it. As a matter of fact, they have to find their thesis statement and their thesis statement reloaded. They have to code them via the checklist challenge. And uh, if they didn't write one, then they write it and then code it. And so there are various uh, scenarios and various breakdowns of the uh, train cars that you can see. Here's another one. Now, there's the top one, the engine, wheat, corn, soybeans, and cavoos, but this is another one. This is where we're not going to have three different objects, wheat, corn, and soybeans, that very simplistic three different complete items. We are going to have three different aspects, and this is where I've been uh, working with my junior high kids for the last month on their three aspects of Well, some of them were doing three aspects of elephants and the other one, another class was doing three aspects of an animal that is either known for its kindness or known for its meanness. There's incredibly, incredibly cool papers. So uh, in this case, we have the POBA. So we're gonna assume that this is about lions, just looking here at at the opening and the closing. So we're gonna have POBA, which is gonna be aspect one. And that is the appearance. We're going to have P.O.B.B., which is aspect two, predators and prey. We're going to have P.O.B.C., which is aspect three, habitats. And so we're moving from the individual individual items to individual aspects. And this is the foolproof, the best way that I have ever used in any scenario, teaching my kids at home, writing these books, teaching, uh, you know, dozens and dozens of kids every year how to write, and that is that we decide ahead of time what each paragraph is going to be about, then we never have a problem with paragraph breaks. I can say that maybe everybody who finishes my programs after high school, maybe they can't all do split quotes. Maybe they can't all do colons perfectly. Maybe they can't all use um, semicolons with conjunctive adverbs. You know, maybe they can't all uh, um, write with similes and metaphors freely, but they do not write a paper. That is two pages long without paragraph breaks because they decide ahead of time what the paragraph breaks are going to be. This also tells them what they need to research. They decided ahead of time. So now they know what they need to research from that. All right. So then after we have written this uh, three paragraph body, they've outlined it. They've researched it. They've outlined it. They've written it. Then we come over and write our opening paragraph. Then we come over and write our closing paragraphs. Now, there is some controversy around this. And so I'm just going to uh, explain to you what I tell my students all the time. And that is you cannot write an opening paragraph uh, enticing somebody to read your paper, getting them excited about your content, uh, making them want to read on if you have not written the body yet. How can you possibly make somebody excited to read your paper if you haven't written the paper? How do you know how to excite them? And the same thing is true about the closing. How can you wrap up a paper? How can you close it? How can you leave your reader with a satisfied feeling if you have not written the body of it? So we always choose our aspects, research if it's a research-based paper, outline, write, and then we come back and do an opening. And this is one option is a song. And so um, I would teach them how to include the lyrics from the lion sleeps tonight, how to include those lyrics in their opening paragraph, how to make those transitions, how to include some information about the song, but then also transition it into the body about of, which is three aspects of lions. And then they would come here to the quote to the closing, and they chose a quote closing. I'm gonna teach them with my quote quote template. I have templates for all these openings and closings. I'm gonna teach them with my quote template how to use this quote about the beauty and majesty of lions to wrap up their paper and leave their reader with a satisfied feeling. This is the heart and soul of paragraph breaks, and this is foolproof, and this will work for you also. Okay, all right, I have a little problem going to the next slide, pardon me. All right, so uh, when we talk about pre-writing strategies, I always tell my students that the reason they need pre-writing strategies, whether those strategies are paragraph breakdowns, choosing your links, uh, doing brainstorming boxes, doing uh, directed brainstorming, doing mapping, whatever the pre-writing might be, uh, they can ask themselves these questions Uh, to see what what pre-writing strategies they need and what ones are working for them. And so I try to tell them that when we we do the pre-writing strategies that I tell them to do and the pre-writing strategies that are in all of my books, they don't have to worry about these things. They don't have to worry about rambling. They don't have to worry about getting off subject. They don't have to worry about when to end a paragraph, when to start a new one. They don't have to worry about how to determine an opening or a closing because their body already excited them. They don't have to worry about interesting ways to start or stop because I teach them all of those opening and closing types. And they do not have to worry about how to link because the linking is right there in their outline. Um, They do not have to worry about what to write next because they've already decided ahead of time what they're going to write. And they do not have to wonder if their paper is done or not. All right. Here we go. This is why I say this is the effective order for writing. You choose your thesis statement. Three aspects about lions. Okay. So maybe the assignment is to write about an animal, the jungle. Okay. Or maybe it is to write about an animal that is in the story of Mowgli, like in the case of my uh, write for a month Mowgli books. All right. So they will write their thesis statement. They will decide their paragraph of body topics. They will outline those uh, three paragraphs of the body or however many paragraphs they're assigned. And they will research, if it's a research-based paper, they will write their paragraphs of the body. They will write an opening or figure out their opening, outline, jot down some notes, whatever, and write it. And then they will do the same with their closing paragraph, assuming that they're having an opening and a closing. All right, so this is where we start. We start with this box has to be filled in and you have to know next week when you come back, what your four paragraphs are going to be. What are your aspects about um, animal treatment laws that you're going to write about? What are your aspects about um, four ways four ways to um, show friendship, whatever it might be, if it's an essay or if it's an, a research report or something like that. And we use what I call a sentence by sentence outlining method. And it is one in which they outline each sentence of each paragraph using keywords, symbols, phrases, or sentences, whatever works for them. And this lets them know ahead of time what they're going to have in each paragraph. It looks like this. And so here is their topic of paragraph. And when it comes to the topic of paragraph, uh, one thing that I do is that I grade them harshly if they do not have the topic of paragraph. So if, they turn in their outline and they are missing their, let me see how many there are for this one. There are three. They're missing their three topics of paragraphs on these topic of paragraph lines. Then they go down from an A to a B. If they were gonna get an A, they go down from an A to a B if this one's missing, a B to a C if this one's missing, and a C to a D if the next one is missing. That's how strict I am about the topic of paragraphs. And I'm not like, I don't know, I am, I guess I'm a strict teacher. I guess I I expect a lot out of my students, but I love them so much that they don't mind it. (laughs) But this is so important to me that I actually make them make or break their grade with it. And that way they get in the habit of always doing it. And then they do their link transition. So how are they gonna go from the appearance of the lion to the predator and prey, right? So what are you gonna put, what are you gonna say here? What kind of link will you have? And then they can outline that link there. And then they have all their SS's, their support sentences. And they do that for all of them. And if it's a research-based paper, they're researching and filling that in. And if it is a um, paper that I've given them the uh, content for, they use the content that I give them to outline from. And if it is an essay, then they might be, you know, giving their three favorite pizza toppings or whatever. And then that would come kind of from their brain, but they also usually need to get something uh, to lengthen it and extend it. All right, there are two primary benchmarks for their outline uh, that they can determine whether it's adequate. One, you can write directly from it without looking back in your source, and two, you like it. It is the style that you like, because I I am a little bit more, um, I give a little bit more leeway to outlining original than I do from a source. From a source, I'm stricter about the number of sentences Uh, words in each sentence and so forth because they are writing from somebody else's material. All right, and you can have this free transition words and phrases box because we're not gonna have time for it, but you can see uh, this is the upper level one. So this is one that would be in like my junior and senior books with that many. Uh, There are shorter ones in my middle school and junior high books. All right, that is my paragraph theory for you and just some of the ways that I go about teaching the very beginning stages of writing and making sure that paragraph breaks are in there, that their content is in there, that they know what they're writing about, they know what to go look for, and so forth. Now, I had a funny experience just this week, actually. My uh, juniors and seniors are writing their um, final, like, senior research paper. We called it a senior, senior research paper when I was in high school. Um, but they've been through CQLA and my language, my complete language arts for a number of years, most, um, actually, all of them now. Uh, who are in the class, they've all been with me for four to six years of complete language arts. So then they take the specialized class. The first one is timed essays and um, using uh, literature and history and economics and government and uh, uh, current events and everything to prove points. And uh, so that is uh, um, essays and timed essays. And then this one now is the big research report. So they write three of them. So they wrote their first one. It was kind of simplified. They had to have a work cited and so forth. Then they wrote the next one. I believe it was like 16 paragraphs or something. And an opening and a closing They had to have a work cited and a parenthetical MLA citation in each paragraph. And now they're on their last one. And they were talking while I was uh, gathering some stuff up at, before class started. And they said, you know, I, never thought that outlining was very important when uh, she made us outline all the time everything she made us outline every single thing we've ever written I remember when I first came to her classes thinking I don't need to outline all this this is not needed it's just we don't need to outline every little paragraph that we write and they said do I ever think differently now where would we be if we had not outlined are 26 paragraphs of our body, which they had a, another breakdown, sections and then paragraphs. But how would I have written this paper if I had not outlined? And I was just like, hmm, just act like I didn't hear it. <laughs> just smiling, oh my word, I love teaching so much. All right, so this is where you can find the broadcast. Here are some free products that are related to this episode. I mean, kind of, kind of not. These are just paragraph, these are you know, multi-paragraph papers for younger students up to like sixth grade or so. Uh, This is the whole quick kit that you can get at my Teachers Pay Teachers store. There's the link to it right there. But if you go to Teachers Pay Teachers and you look up Language Arts Lady, Donna Reese, you will find all of my products there, including this one that I have up so far. We're adding, um, at this right now, we're adding two a week. So by the end of the summer, we should have another 40 products up. I have so many products written, but I haven't had a chance to get them all Finished and covers and descriptions and all that, and put up. All right, and here are some digital products that I have uh, that you can get project based. You can buy one project at a time at my Teachers Pay Teacher store. And these are all the different paragraph breaks uh, systems that I just told you about in this episode. And these are also found in those Meaningful Composition, our one semester faith based uh, programs. Uh, And all of those books right there have the uh, teaching of the paragraph breaks and uh, multi-paragraph writing and openings and closings and so forth. All righty, thank you so much for joining me. Contact us if you would like to create a class online or in person um, for my husband or I to teach. I do uh, language arts classes and he does everything else. Uh, Contact us if you would like to hire a teacher. We have a lot of homeschoolers who just hire especially my husband, to just do their kids' Algebra 1, just do their kids' Chemistry, just do their students' um, uh, Economics or Accounting or whatever uh, class, specialty class that they might have. And so that is a private situation, and we have that coming up. We're actually uh, get taking um, registrations for everything as of May 1st. And we also have private tutoring online or in-person. Thanks again for joining me uh, for another How I Teach episode.